Before we start the episode, I want to make a quick announcement about our new competition to win your very own podcast mic. If you would like to win your own Blue Yeti microphone valuing over £100, then get active on social media. Tag Thinker Ambition in your Instagram story telling us which was your favourite episode of season one and why. Best of luck and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Her Ambition, the podcast that supports ambitious young women to start their career right. This is a podcast that celebrates a generation of female leaders opening doors for the next. I'm your host, Josie Sequira Shuka, and each week I'll be talking with a new inspiring woman so that we, as the next generation of successful women, can learn from their mistakes, their successes, and most importantly, lay a solid foundation for our own futures. My guest today is someone who knows what it really takes to launch a business, and in fact has spent the last three years committed to debunking the hashtag girlboth myth and providing honest realities of what really goes on behind the scenes as a female founder. Fiona Grayson is the founder of She Can, She Did, the UK's first benefits programme for all female business owners in the UK. After noticing the recurring challenges female business owners were facing, Fiona and her team spent lockdown building the She Can, She Did Benefits programme to combat these challenges head on. And when Fiona's not running a business, she can be found on a big country walk with her golden retrievers, Hector and Humphrey. Fiona, welcome to Her Ambition. Thank you so much for having me, Josie. That made me laugh. I literally, I find my bio, so I'm just like, I should probably um, update it. No, but, I love... Yeah. I love the fact that you include your dogs and their names, Hector and Humphrey. I love their names so much. I'm really proud of the names. Do you know what? I've grown up in a household where uh, we have a thing for alliteration in our house. So when I was younger, it was all the M's. We had Maud, Mabel and Maisie, Megan, Midnight. So three cats, the dog and the rabbit. (laughs) And now it's Hector, Humphrey, Hebe and Horatio. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God, you should get an award for those names. So is is the alliteration on purpose? 100% I just couldn't stray from it and H was really we got Hebe and Horatio the cats um when I was in my early 20s I'm I'm saying we it's my their family pets mum and dads um and I obviously don't live there anymore but I still they're my babies but um Hebe and Horatio first and then we got the two goldies and uh yeah there was H is a hard one there's some really like there's not 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 many names there to go with so Mm. But you found them. We got that. They're good names. <laughs> I want to jump right into it. And first of all, one of the things I found so interesting about you is that you're a businesswoman who's frustrated by the idea of the hashtag girl boss movement. And I want to talk more about that. Like, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, sure. So um I essentially started She Can She Did in 2017 and it was a project to kind of debunk that girl boss myth and what I mean by that is that at the time on platforms like Instagram, social media in general, I was seeing more and more women launching their own businesses and in articles you know in Glamour, Elle, Cosmo and it was always like meet the 23 women under 30 bossing life and it was always really glossy photos Um, a highlight reel about everything they've achieved and literally nothing that with substance actually told me how the hell they'd got there and if it did it was always um, 
you know, in interviews, they're kind of restricted to a certain length and the, the conversations would go, you know, and what would, what did your challenges look like? And they'd go, oh, you know, the first few years were really tough. Um, but then this happened and off we went. And it was always a focus was like, yeah, yeah, the, the, it's, it's just standard that the first few years are tough in business. And um, yeah, it just really, it really bothered me because I'd grown up in a household where my parents both launched their own businesses um small businesses that walked away from corporate jobs their salaries plummeted overnight so my teenage years were spent growing up in a household where I really saw firsthand what actually goes on behind the scenes to get businesses off the ground the sacrifices you have to make the highs lows everything in between and the wider repercussions not just on the business owner but everyone around them and it just wasn't coming across in that girl boss movement it was all glamorous it was all power suits it was all coffee dates um it was all I've achieved this I've achieved that and that is so empowering so long as it comes with the the reality as well because otherwise you have women jumping in at the deep end expecting this kind of easy ride and actually but firstly running a business is bloody hard like that's just end of but also the reality of the landscape that awaits them is so skewed and nothing was being said about that either so um yeah I think it was it basically boiled down to just let's let's actually provide the honest realities Mm -hmm. okay so it was empowering but as long as it was actually realistic and authentic so do you think that's what's quite damaging about it then like as you said that people then jump into it thinking it's going to be easy but then not understanding what those first few years are like yeah, I think that's it. Um, I, I mean, all the women I was coming across, so inspiring. Like anyone that um, jumps in at the deep end, dares to go solo, launches their own thing. Like there's a bravery in doing that that I always admire um, because all eyes are watching. You say you're going to run a business and you're immediately um, faced with like people that will go, oh my gosh, amazing, congratulations, like rooting for you 100%. And then there'll also be people that withdraw, go quiet, and you know full well they're watching you. Or you get faced with like, oh, you're running a business. Like, really? Like, what? Like, isn't that more of a project? Like, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And you just have to hold your nerve. So I always, always admire um, anyone that, yeah, goes, goes for it on their own. But I think... For me, it's the whole thing about the girl boss movement is that it lacked substance and it's so focused on the winning as opposed to the playing. There's a whole kind of this hype around overnight success or at least it gives the illusion that success is so easy because people are only talking about that success that then when people dive in, and start running a business themselves and realize actually this whole success thing is ridiculously hard to get to I've got to put a lot of work in I've got to put a lot of continuous work in it doesn't it does not come overnight that then it's much easier or there's pressure there to cut corners and sacrifice things en route to get to that overnight success so that you can say that you've won right Mm. and so what I think for me is really important is I suppose just like 
really yeah just debunking it all and just saying like actually it's completely normal to have setbacks on route that's part of the journey here that's to be embraced you learn from those things and I always say you know tortoise mentality who won the race in the end because all of those baby steps for me consistency is key and when you stop kind of chasing this the quick wins and just focus on growing day in day out chip 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 away you can really hone in on the substance you can like lay the groundwork and then that sets you up much better for success when it comes as opposed to scaling too quickly and realizing you haven't got the groundwork there at all and that's where later down the line it catches up with you because you know suddenly people start questioning but why haven't you thought about this hang on haven't you thought about that but you didn't treat me like that, all of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the danger of it. Um, so I hope there was something in there, Josie. I'm not sure, but like, but there. <laughs> there was so much. And I love that analogy that you just said about like the tortoise and the, the hare and the, is it the hare and the tortoise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the hare and the tortoise <laughs> it story, is. isn't it? I remember yeah. I do that all the time. You say something out loud, you're like, uh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, hare and tortoise, yeah. And it, that's a great analogy. Yeah, because like, as you were saying, if a house is built on like, uneven bricks and people are just focusing on building the house and it's going to fall down at some point and another thing that I was really interested that I saw you write I think it was on one of your blogs is that you said that a lot of the women that you've interviewed don't actually use Instagram and I thought that was so refreshing I mean yeah I think there's such a focus at the moment and nowadays we're living in a digital world a viral world and it it's a very one-dimensional version of success and people equate not everyone but a lot of people nowadays equate success to your social media following um I mean I've been in conversations where I've I remember early on in she can she did's journey I probably had about 2,000 Instagram followers being in a networking event and met some women and within seconds someone piped up with oh how many Instagram followers do you have and someone had like 50,000 someone had 40,000 and I had 2,000 and I literally the guards came down and I was suddenly invisible and that's not an isolated event I've I've heard this so many times and it's something that I always make sure that when you know at my events stuff like that doesn't matter because it's just ridiculous it completely glosses over the substance again that I find it so interesting that you said that at those networking events it came up that quickly oh my gosh it's honestly yeah, yeah yeah and that was that was 2018 um that goes back to that girl boss culture and this kind of big is best go 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 get these massive followings and I'm all for that if if founders are if they really genuinely want that um and they are I think prepared for it um so for me it's like a case of I'm not anti-Instagram at all but I am very much aware that as those platforms grow I just want to make sure that women are prepared and protected as mm-hmm. as it gets up there and not kind of putting everything their entire worth on a follower account because mm-hmm. it's just what what kind of world are we living in it's bonkers yeah do you think that actually would if everyone's equating their worth with their number of instagram followers would that change the way that they actually run their business yeah I my my think my biggest worry with it is that I'm very aware that I'm very doom and gloom here talking about all my worries <laughs> but my biggest thing is I've I think I've again knowing the kind of dark side of 
internet and just just generally like I'm really happy to share things but I'm also very protective over my personal life like I just don't I've never seen the need to open that up for just because I run a business so that's always been private and I think my concern is that um for women that are running businesses do they genuinely want to be sharing everything that they're sharing about their personal life or are they doing that because they think that that's what you're supposed to do as a business owner hashtag girl boss to grow a, a bigger business and and I think that my thing with the worth thing is that when you share your most personal parts of yourself uh, and most intimate secrets and all of this kind of thing and everything about be it your love life or your children or your marriage whatever it is and that still doesn't get you the engagement that you're looking for what what left what is there left to give when you've literally mm -hmm. given everything to public space and yeah and and that still doesn't give you that adrenaline rush if that if you still don't get that or you get it and it's super short-lived and then you come crashing down and you shared all of that and you weren't necessarily 100% confident you wanted to, that's where I have the problem because I just want to say to all of those women, some people are so happy doing it and they're amazing at doing it, but the ones that are doing it because they think that that's what you have to be doing, no, you don't. And actually there's a real power in drawing a line under it because it means you mm -hmm. can navigate the online space a whole lot more confidently because the ball's always in your court if that makes sense okay yes and like retaining your power and that you don't have to give everything yeah and you were saying before I know you said that when you started she can she did you were noticing a lot of recurring challenges that women were facing what were those challenges um it was things like when you launch a business you don't just walk away from your monthly paycheck you walk away from your pension, you walk away from everything that a corporate job provides you with. So for me, that was, you know, your free eye tests, your gym membership, your pension, healthcare, all of that. And that comes at a time where you're already putting your pride on the line and you're vulnerable. All eyes are watching when you launch a business. Um, and so it's like that safety blanket that is a corporate security package that gets ripped out as well um finances obviously super super tough and just energy um I think that when you run a business it's so easy to kind of set yourself goals and then very quickly you get to those goals and then you have to set new ones and it's that relentlessness it's like it's never ending um and that takes its toll so yes I've got so much better now I've only uh, the past couple of months I take Saturdays and Sundays off but for three years it was literally um well for the, the first few months I just couldn't switch off and then it was like just take Sundays off but it's always there it's just in the back of your head, like even on you know it could be Christmas day you're still a, a business owner there's still things that you're thinking of I'm so grateful that you brought up that feeling of vulnerability that you had and especially when other people like looking at you for the answer because that's something that so many young women will be able to relate to and you said that you managed to turn it turn that fear into you know what drives you what pushes you how do you do that um 
for me and I really mean this it's like I I've had I have a good like it sounds so silly when I say it out loud I I back myself like I really I like who I am like and it's just I genuinely have worked really hard in my life and like pushed myself out of my comfort zone when it hasn't been easy so that when anything like that happens I can fall back on loads of different things I've done in the past where I've felt nervous or I've felt like have I taken on more than I could do here or you know is this going to be worth it and then you get on and do it and then it, it is worth it so it's like for me when it comes to that how it literally just is a case of like digging deep and just having a really like that's so, so cheesy but like having a really frank conversation with yourself in your head where you just go like just let it go like just let them think what they want and block that block that out yes okay so that sense of community and people being around you that lift you up yeah it really, doesn't have really to be matters. many at all like I think you know I could count on two hands the people that I'd really te- like that's who I trust like that's my bubble so when we talk about communities and there's thousands and thousands to me it's like you have like family friends partner whoever and then like a core group of business people or whether it's in a corporate job like colleagues like or old uni friends that you can turn to whatever it is um but just making sure you've got a few that can constantly ground you is so important mm-hmm. and is that why you started the midweek mingles that you talked about earlier yeah so the thing is um so when I started she can she did I was 25 um I focused very much on teens 20s and 30s because at the time you could always quote women like Jo Malone, Holly Tucker, all of them. Um, but I could never quote anyone my age. Like I just didn't know other than the people I was coming across in the um, few, you know, top 20 lists. It wasn't like they weren't household names. So it was very much focused on a younger audience. And very quickly, um, I learned that the two main reasons holding young women back from launching a business were a lack of role models they're aged to aspire to and a lack of unintimidating networking opportunities. And that unintimidating bit is so, so important to me because uh, once upon a time I used to produce foreign exchange conferences around the world and my role uh, was, you know, research the market, go and interview the C-level suite at the bank, find out their challenges, write the conference agenda, secure the speakers and then manage the team and then whenever it was fly out and make sure it all went to pan and what and because I was constantly you know I got that job when I was 21 and I was dealing with pretty much bar maybe one one or two female speakers on the lineup a all white middle-aged men in suits and so when it came came to the networking in the evening and you know my speakers were in the room so you had to go and network it was a case of walking into a room of 300 men in suits all you know shake hands business cards blah 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 I know what intimidating networking feels like and I thought like for me if I was ever to do an event it had to be the complete opposite to what a corporate conference is and so straight away the midweek mingles like I remember pitching it to sponsors and they were like midweek what and I was like the mingles like they had to just sound straight away like they weren't I never described them as a networking event it was always a mingle and I partnered with gin brands to make sure that there was you know decent drinks flowing I partnered with amazing 
um, beauty and food brands and they got a reputation for being, I mean, I'm really proud of the goodie bags, but I wanted it to make sure that every woman that came from the minute they arrived, they didn't have to worry about anything. The drinks were part of it. They didn't have to pay for anything. They got to take home a really decent um bag full of goodies to treat themselves because they're working ridiculously hard but then when they're there just literally make it so just so yeah down to earth like my mum's on the door um I all the girls that help me no one's allowed to stand on their own um you know if I see anyone on their own I'm straight over to them because we've all got that fear right of being in a networking event and you're just like who do I talk to um, and I so get it and so it was literally like that and yeah the first one sold out in 48 hours um, and after three sold out events in London um, that's when I got my first ever sponsor which allowed me to take them on the roadshows around the country so we've done 20 mingles now um, in seven cities and they're just really fun um, and I miss them I'm really looking forward to them coming back once this is all over. I bet yeah what's that atmosphere like it must feel really empowering there's so many women so many amazing women all talking to each other it really is it's like it is we I mean I interview four four or five women on a panel um and that echo the kind of podcast chat so really focusing on the nitty-gritty details of their businesses which immediately like lets the audience react uh, relax sorry because I think there's something really like grounding and and you can always relate someone and respect someone when they open up in in detail about what they faced so there's the panel and then yeah it's just a good gin and mingle sesh um and it just I just really grateful because it just always attracts really nice like nice women and I mean that like it's a they're just really really yeah decent smart Mm -hmm. lovely people that come to the events so now we're coming on to the two questions that we ask each guest who comes on the podcast and the first one is a very important one Um, because I don't think women talk enough about their achievements. So I want to know, what is your biggest achievement? I'm really proud of the fact that this started from me sat in my kitchen, literally just over there with a laptop. I didn't have a, I didn't have connections. Like it, it basically started with me going to the women in those articles, getting their emails writing to them saying I've got absolutely nothing to show for myself but I'd love to interview you about everything you pushed through and that's just I'm so proud of the fact that that's that's what it was like it just started from an email and it's grown into this um and like I have to remind myself of that and you know um I'm really proud of take take all of the kind of she can she did stuff out I'm really proud of on a personal level how much it's pushed me out of my comfort zone like I used to absolutely hate public speaking I've done so much of it in my life um in school a bit in uni and stuff and in my old job but I always even though once I was up there I was okay I always dreaded it like shaky hands like nervous sweats all of it I've said yes to things I used to dream about doing so like Swarovski who are a massive global brand, reached out and asked me to host an event for them where I interviewed Giovanna Fletcher and Nadia Hussein and their, um, one of their top, the top dogs at um, Swarovski for this event that wasn't, wasn't at all she casually related, but they, 
yeah and I said yes to that and I remember have you seen the TED talk the Amy Cuddy one where she talks about the power of standing like this like changing your body language and you know pretending you're a superwoman and all of that I remember going to the toilet um and literally doing my makeup and just standing there in this bathroom cubicle before just like telling myself I can do it like and just being so bloody nervous Josie I literally oh it's so bad but just things like that and then going out and hosting that and then being asked back to do it and then just um you know other really amazing brands like Dior and Burt's Bees and I've got my little Burt's Bees lip balm here um <laughs> you know like to me that is like what the hell have, like that's amazing and like I'm um I just it's just such a random thing that's what I think is so amazing about when you run a business it just takes you on these like absolutely most random journeys but the thing is which I always caveat it with is the fact that you have like it's, it hasn't come easy like every single one of those you're always nervous you just have to push through it um and then finally I bet you only wanted one didn't you sorry I'm like this is what I, I love them all <laughs> bring them all on bring them all but the other one is literally I'm really proud of the fact that I've opened up from day one I've been honest like and like every single thing that's come she changed its way I have you know whether it's walking away from investment or when we launched the benefits program and it didn't like rocket like being really honest about actually what it looks like um and 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 I think that yeah I've I've I could very easily have gone down the route of making things look bigger more successful because people latch onto that but then I'd always have that in the back of my head going but that's not what's happened um and so I'm really proud of the fact that yes it's slower and it might not be as glamorous but it's real so I'm really proud of that as well Mm -hmm. it's real you've got so much to be proud of I love that you say all your accomplishments as well and that you talked about um standing in the toilet in the Wonder Woman position because I do that like each time when I'm nervous I always go to like the toilet and I stand there and I'm thinking like I've got this I've got this I've got yeah yeah yeah, 100% (laughs) so it is it's really interesting isn't it like it is so true like sometimes you're stood there like shaking while you're doing it but like it is that just change in um yeah yeah in your in your posture really goes a long Mm -hmm. way yeah shoulders back Mm -hmm. hips there go yeah yeah and my second question is, what are your top tips for young women who are just entering their career? Um, I would say that every single person in the world, no matter who they are, can be reached in some way and they're human. So set yourself big goals, like don't play it safe. Reach out to um, anyone that inspires you, get to their PA they'll they'll all have a PA who has a PA or someone um and just send the letter send the email be polite um and yeah just like really kind of yeah set your set your standards high and then work your way down from there um so if you want Beyonce try to get Beyonce but then slowly but surely you might not get Beyonce but you might get you know um her head of PR say that is still such an insane person to speak to. Um, so like, yeah, do that first. Um, and then I took, no, but basically to put that into context, my old job, I had to do a project to get my old job. So in the first interview, they sent me the challenge that it was, 
I had to research and put together a conference agenda on financial regulation or something. And I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I remember speaking to my parents and they were like, oh, you need to get Mervyn King on board. And he would just stood down as the bank head of the Bank of England. And I had no idea who Mervyn King was. And and then I remember Googling it and, and just sending him an email and attaching my CV. And I also did the same for Christine Lagarde, the, the IMF, and her team came back and they tried, they really tried. And then she wasn't unavailable. And then Mervyn King came back and said, okay, can you send through your CV? And I sent, sent it through and he came back and said, let's talk. And I think things like that, that 100% got me the job like straight away because but I think you just have to show initiative sometimes. I read, I read an amazing uh, thing on, I saw something on LinkedIn the other day where Stephen Bartlett, the um, former CEO at Social Chain, and a graduate had just sent him a message on LinkedIn saying, Stephen, I noticed that you haven't got a Wikipedia page, so I've created one for you. I thought it would be good because um, I know that you're about to publish the book and he literally got the job straight he didn't there was no job but Stephen found a job for this guy and it's like use your initiative it's so complicated it's such not complicated it's so competitive the landscape at the moment but you it's so easy to play it safe but like don't like yeah shoot shoot high and then my other thing would be to always 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 be polite and say your pleas and teas and yeah, just say thank you and don't ex don't expect things. Don't slide into DMs and just ask ask a question and expect an answer because they no one owes you that. Say hi, how are you? Um, give them something to go with, um, and then say thank you afterwards. That was because people will always appreciate manners. Okay, I love them. So aim high, go for it, reach really high, and then even if you don't get it, be polite anyway. Fiona, thank you so much for coming on Her Ambition. Oh my gosh, I loved it, Josie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Her Ambition with Josie's Acquire Ashuka. I would really appreciate if you could rate, review and subscribe so that more young women can find out about us. Find all our episode and social media details in the show notes below.